you are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 Yo, 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 Dodger fans. Welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. This is the daily podcast covering the World Series champion, Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue. I'm Vince Samperio, Chavez Reen Fiends, and I'm currently solo. Jeff hopped on with Locked On Astros. Today's episode will be a crossover episode with Locked On Astros. He talked with Eric and Brett. Unfortunately, I was not able to join the live stream that they had, but Jeff was there to represent Locked On Dodgers and hold it down for us. So that's what today's episode is going to be. But a quick reminder to subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts. When you get in your car or if you're at home, tell your smart device to play podcasts Locked On Dodgers. All right, let's hop right into it. All righty. So this is going to be a big series. I know that the Dodgers and anytime the Dodgers and the Astros play, this is a big time matchup. And especially with the pitching matchups we're going to be seeing in this series. How pumped are you to be facing the Houston Astros, Jeff? Uh, I'm excited. It's always fun to, to, you know, baseball is always fun to watch, but especially when there's a little bit extra writing on it and, uh, you know, anytime you've played a team in the World Series recently, even if there wasn't any uh, extracurricular drama, it, it's exciting to play them again. And and uh, believe it or not, the Astros might have a little bit of extra drama for the Dodgers, not to mention facing Zach Granke, a former Dodger. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of things about this series that are uh, exciting for Dodger fans to get up for. Yeah, definitely. You know, the Dodgers, um, we had, you know, Right before we came on air, you were you were talking about some of the key players being out for the Dodgers. Um, yet they're still, you know, behind San Diego only by one game. I mean, they're like on a nine-game home win streak, and it seems like they're holding their own without their big guns. So is that a welcome sign for LA? Because I know we have been we have been down all over the place, and it seems to be having an adverse effect on us. Yeah, when when coming into the season, the Dodgers' big strength was their depth. And unfortunately it's really, really been tested and they, they struggled a little bit for a while when, uh, you know, they, they lost 15 out of 20 games, but since then, you know, they, they've won, I think it's like 12 out of 14 since then. And, and yeah, with Bellinger has been out that whole time. Seager has been out most of that time. Mookie Betts missed two of the three giants games that when the Dodgers swept, you know, went into San Francisco to face the team with the best record in baseball and swept them without Bellinger, Seager, or Betts. So, you know, the, the Dodgers, their starting pitching is holding things down. The offense is finally starting to click, and it's uh, – yeah, it's a good time right now. Uh, they're really weathering the storm of injuries well right at this moment. So speaking of a good time, this is a good time for me to say that this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. It's amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need – Visit uh, rockauto.com and tell them that the Locked On Astros and the Locked On Dodgers, I think that's the team name, uh, podcast sent you by. And uh, yeah, that ugly color down there, whatever. So um, I let's, let's go and reflect back to the 2017 World Series. So outside of the scandal, that has to be one of the most exciting 
World Series that you have to re uh, remember uh, uh, playing or your team playing in. I mean, I guess last year when you actually uh, won the World Series, but uh, that outside of scandal, that was a pretty exciting World Series, wasn't it? It really was. You know, I, I was at all four of the games at Dodger Stadium in that series. Uh, I, I wasn't at game five. Honestly, game five gets kind of pointed to as the classic. For me, that was by far my least favorite game. Even if the Dodgers had won that game, it didn't feel like baseball to me. It felt like, you know, it, everybody was hitting home runs. It, it, like everything was dropping. But the other six games of the series were all pretty good games. Even game two, like after the Dodgers lost that game in extra innings, I tweeted out, I said, I don't know if that was the best bad game I've ever seen or the worst awesome game I've ever seen. But it was like, it was exciting. It was awesome. It was fun to be there. And the whole series was like that. Uh, game seven was a letdown. Just, you know, there wasn't any drama in the game itself. And then strangers saw me cry and all that. But uh, <laughs> but overall, it, it was a, yeah, that was a really fun World Series. And, you know, the Dodgers first time being there since 1988. The Astros hadn't been there since 2005. So, you know, there was a lot of uh, excitement among the fans, which is always a good thing. You know, and I think too, for 2017, I always go back to this, especially I get asked from like opposing fan bases, you know, why do you guys cling to 17 with all, with all the cloud hanging around it? And a lot of it has to do with what we went through as a city that year and how the Astros really took us and put, put us on their back and said, we're going to do this for you. And, and so whether, whether someone says it's it's laid in scandal, it's tarnished, whatever, in a lot of Houston fans, it's still our title because what this city had to endure. Because we do come from a mindset that we don't feel like anything's owed to us. We feel like everything should be earned and we are a blue collar town. And that's that's the irony of the earn it thing and all that stuff surrounding it. There's so many, it's like there's so many layers to that storyline. But that's why I think a lot of Astros fans will take it so personally when you see banter back and forth on Twitter, when you see fans arguing, it's like, hey, you're telling me I can't have what is mine. And so we we just have a personal connection to it where sometimes maybe teams that have multiple titles, they don't have as much personal ties to a title when it's like their lone title. Yeah, that makes sense. And my mindset at the time, I actually, I I my mindset was basically – well, I obviously I wish the Dodgers had won, but it's hard not to like the Astros. You know, the, they they've got gumption. You know, and knowing what what Houston had been through that year and everything, uh, obviously my mindset has changed a little bit since you know certain revelations have come out. I, I'm not quite as charitable towards them uh, as I had been, but at the time that was my mindset. Was yeah, you know, I, I like those guys. Even even Alex Bregman at the time, it was like, you know, he's that kind of guy who if he's on your team you love him. If he's not, you hate him. And you know. I'm rooting for Trevor Bauer right now. I understand that kind of, that kind of player, you know, that's, you know, it, it's fun to have that kind of player on your team or going up against them. The kind of guy who you either love to love or love to hate. Yeah. All right. So um, I don't know where this is on Twitter. It's supposed to be on Twitter, but I don't see the feed. I don't know if y'all are seeing it, but it's not on Twitter for some reason. So unfortunately um, uh, y'all can't retweet this, but uh, it's like Rob Manfred is blocking this or something. <laughs> Um, but anyway, we're all blacked uh, so, out. Yeah, it's blacked out or something. Uh, too hot to handle or something like that. But um, so, uh, where? What were your first initial thoughts when the whole uh, the whole scandal when Mike Fires came out with the whole? Well, this is what the Astros did. Mostly, it was disappointment as a baseball fan. Like for me, you know, I, I love the Dodgers. I'm a huge Dodger fan. I'm also a huge baseball fan, and it was sad for me as a baseball fan that the the sport was being hit by scandal. 
And then you add on, oh, and my favorite team probably got robbed. Okay, yeah, that makes it even worse. Um, it, but, but yeah, mostly it was just, a, you know, I, I don't want baseball to be involved in scandal. I want baseball to be the sport that everybody loves, that everybody watches. I want people to look and say, you know what? I've had enough of football and basketball and hockey. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch baseball instead because that's you know that that's what I think the the perfect world looks like. So that was my main first response was sadness for baseball. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I can understand that too. I know for us it was the the initial thing was like, okay, why? Like this team was way too talented. Um, and I mean, I've combed through so many articles and looked at this from you know, 15 different angles, I feel like. And I, I really don't think that what they did actually gave them a true advantage. Um, I know some people say, well, that's hogwash. But I mean, when you look at third party analysis of the numbers and what they did and didn't do um, in the end, I, I don't know that the overall um, system actually helped them. It's the way they did it. It's how they did it. And it's like, wait, you've got probably one of the most talented teams that's ever touched a baseball field why do it? And I think we're, I think a lot of fans that are more level-headed have, have that approach. Like they were more frustrated, like, Oh, come on, man. Like, really? Like, like this is supposed to be our thing. Um, you know, and, and, you know, so I'm, I'm willing to, I, I'm willing to eat my crow. You know, I'm willing to admit, I'm not one of these apologists that doesn't think they actually did anything wrong, but I'm also not in the camp where I think that they're the only ones that did anything, nor does that make it okay that they did it either. So, you know, you can talk about that many different ways. Let's talk about day trading. Let's talk about stonks, memes, rocket ships, all the fun stuff, but if you're really trying to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy and they have the right tools for every portfolio. There's no manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. All you need is $500 to get started. You can grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. So to get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB and get started today. With the ever increasing makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. That's why we have rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Why would you choose to spend 30, 40, 50% for the exact same auto parts at a chain store when you can just go to rockauto.com and get it shipped directly to you? They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driving car, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. 
amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So um, I'm going to let you finish your thought that you are uh, talking about earlier. And I wanted to uh, just kind of throw this at you, Jeff. Do you think the Astros were the only team that was stealing signs? Well, uh, I'll give that a sec. First, you know, Brett was talking about how the Astros didn't really need to do it. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say that's hogwash because I'm only 43, not 75. Uh, but I, I would say it's irrelevant, you know, because to benefit from cheating, it's against the rules to cheat. So, you know, like, and I get what Brett's point was, like the disappointment. Why would you do that? You probably didn't need to. And, and yeah, that if I was an Astros fan, that's how I'd feel too. Uh, as far as how many teams were stealing signs, it's, you know, it, it depends on what you mean. I think every team tries to steal signs. The question is whether you do it legally or illegally. And I don't think, you know, I, I see that comment that you just popped up there. Electronic sign stealing was a league-wide problem. Uh, I really don't believe that. Um, I, I think it was more widespread than just the Astros. And what the Astros did, unfortunately, was so obvious that you could actually pick it up on video and, you know, like it, it was really easy to prove. And uh, right. I, I, I think there are probably other teams pressing limits, but like what the Red Sox did in 2018, you know, I don't think many of the players actually knew about that. I think that was an overzealous video guy who was gathering information and passing it to the players and the players knew they get information from these guys didn't know it was being gathered illegally because part of those videos guys job is to get that information after the game, you know, scouting reports, all that stuff. It's the in-game nature of it and the real-time nature of it. And, you know, for me, I would have to see proof that it happened in order to believe that another team did anything like what, uh, what the Astros did, because we know the Astros did it in real time. And the only way to do that is with something that most of those things would be detectable on video or whatever. And, you know, we just saw Eric Kratz just said that the, the Rockies did something similar with the, like a massager on their bench to, to make noise. Seems to me like that would be able to pick up on cameras. There was that, I think it was actually an Astros fan who went through and analyzed the sound from, from Astros yeah. games and was able to actually identify, okay, here's every time that they bang the trash can, yeah. you know, that, that same guy could probably do the same thing with the Rockies and see if there's evidence there, you know, and Kratz also said the Dodgers cheated, you know, and if there's proof, I, I want to see it. Uh, I would be disappointed. Uh, but you know, another player on another team accusing a team of cheating is different than having proof. You know, and uh, to answer Bear 7369's question, Vince ended up being unavailable. He was supposed to be here, uh, but had a family obligation come up. So it's just me holding my own against these bully Astros fans. I, I'm sorry about that. But, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, that's the thing for me. The Astros, there's proof that they did it. And I don't believe there's a conspiracy to cover up other teams cheating. I think there's just not proof of other teams and everything the MLB has gotten proof of, they've punished or punished, depending on your point of view. And, uh, you know, for, for the, you know, if there's proof of other teams, then, then I want to see it. All right. So I know Brett, you kind of sent, uh, some, uh, I guess it's a radio show in LA and they said that they, that Clayton Kershaw should hit Jose Altuve in tomorrow's game. Is that a viewpoint that you, you kind of endorse Jeff? No. Um, when you hit a batter, he gets to go to first base. 
which makes them 90 feet closer to scoring. I think throwing at somebody on purpose is stupid anytime. You know, uh, even last year with Joe Kelly and Alex Bregman, it was 3-0, and and I don't believe Kelly was throwing at Bregman. I think Kelly realized, I'm not going to get this guy out. I'm going to walk him anyway, so I'm going to throw this one behind him. I, do, I didn't condone that either. I, I said, you know, it was way too close to his head. And to be fair, Alex Bregman's head is a really big target. But, you know, it was way too close to his head for comfort. I didn't like that. And I'm definitely not in favor of putting the opponent on base on purpose. Uh, and, you know, so even just for baseball reasons, even if there wasn't a chance of severely injuring someone, I don't like, uh, I, I don't like throwing at people. No, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, um, that's that's really an old school moniker. I, I heard um, Nolan Ryan on an Astros broadcast talking about a conversation he had with Satchel Page. I mean, you want to talk about a throwback conversation. He asked Satchel Page, what's your favorite pitch? He said the bow tie. And Nolan said, what's the bow tie? He said, it's where you throw it right around their neck so they feel like they're wearing a bow tie so they don't crowd the plate. And anytime someone dug in at the plate, Nolan was letting you know that that's my plate. And that was a little different. I know I remember um, I remember growing up watching Roger Clemens throw at Mike Piazza. Um, I know that was a big controversy. Um, shoot, we saw we saw the um, we saw the guy from the Mets, um, you know, the other day get drilled right in the face on accident. So anyone calling for players to get dinged, to get hit, um, I, I just I, I think it's lame. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever called for another player on another team to get hit because you're playing with someone's lives. You're playing with injury because if that ball, you could be going for their hip. And if that ball goes in the wrong place, you could do permanent damage. And that baseball is being thrown harder than anything coming at them. And so, um, you know, it's just it's just one of those things. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Let's head over to Bet Online and check the Dodgers matchup for tonight. Clayton Kershaw versus Zach Greinke. The Dodgers are currently one and a half run favorites at plus 130. So if you actually take them, minus one and a half runs, which means they have to win by at least two runs, you can get pretty good odds there. Plus 130. You put down a $100 bet, you win 130. You leave a 230 in your pocket. Uh, and they are minus 116 on the money line, which means just to win, you'd have to put down $116 in order to win $100. And the over-under is 8. For today's matchup, uh, we're not going to go with over-under. Over-under 8 is kind of tough. Zach Greinke's hit or miss. The Dodgers have rocked him a few times in the past, and then other times he's been able to shut him down. I'm just going to take the Dodgers straight up, minus 1.5 for plus 130. Put the bet down and go win some money at bet online. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Head to the website right now and receive a 50% welcome bonus after your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On at Bet Online for 50% welcome bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Did you know that Bill Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited-time flavors that usually come out? When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. For me, it's the peanut butter brownie, which is just unbeatable. Peanut butter, brownie, what more could you ask for in a protein bar? But if you haven't tried all the flavors or you want to try all the flavors, you can go get a mix box right now and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. That's coconut, coconut almond, cherry raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's a little bit of something for everyone. And right now, you can go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. 
Go get the healthiest and best tasting protein bar on the market. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. I want to kind of talk the hot and coldness of both the teams. Uh, like I, I saw a tweet today that Dodgers stretches this season. They went 13 and two, then they went five and 15, then they went 11 and one. Is that true, Jeff? Yeah, it, it is true. And, you know, I honestly, I think the Dodgers are closer to the 13 and two and 11 one team. Obviously I don't actually think they're a true talent, 140 win team, but uh, you know, I, I think the five and 15 was the fluke there. And I, I think the Dodgers are likely to be, you know, they'll, they'll probably, I don't think they'll have another stretch like the five and 15. I'm sure they'll have stretches where they're, you know, they go six and four or even five and five. Uh, but, you know, I, I think the Dodgers are an excellent team that's going to win a, a really high percentage of their games. And, you know, when they were struggling, it, it, I've said this before on our podcast, like the, the phrase, it's a long season can be good news for some teams and bad news for other teams, you know? And I think for the Dodgers, it is good news because it is a long season. Cody Bellinger is going to come back. Mookie Betts is going to get healthy. Corey Seager is going to come back. You know, Zach McKinstry, who, you know, before the season, we didn't know that he was going to be a big part of the team, but he is really, really good. He's going to come back. You know, uh, Dustin May won't be back this season, but Tony Gonsolin will, you know? And so all these things, if they could just hold their own, while the injuries are going on, it's a long season. And over time, they have the depth to to really shine through. For a team like the Giants, it, it, it's a long season is almost a threat. Like, hey, the average age of your lineup is 76 years old, and it's a long season. I don't know if you're going to be able to keep this up. And I think we're starting to see that too. So for me, yeah, the, the Dodgers are a really deep, good team that over the course of a long season, they're going to see it. So one of the things I noticed, Eric, when you when you look at the team stats is, you know, the Dodgers have only walked 130 batters where the Astros have walked 154. I mean, that's 24 more batters in a short amount of time there and only what, 47 games that we played and walks and the control of our pitchers has been an issue. Um, our bullpen has just been an absolute dumpster fire at times. A 4.06 ERA compared yeah. to Dodgers 3.60 ERA. And yeah. um, the uh, but I I found this the Dodgers have walked the Dodgers bullpen has walked 78 batters, and the Astros have only walked 70, uh, 69 unless I was looking at the wrong stats. Hmm. Um, so the Astros uh, relievers have struck out 170 compared to the Dodgers 159. Interesting. So, the Dodgers bullpen has been a big question mark for them, partly because they've had so many injuries to pitchers that they've had a lot of guys coming in in relief who should have been coming in in AAA. And, yeah. you know, and, and that's, you know, that's starting to get better. They're starting to get healthier. But yeah, right now, the Dodgers bullpen is a question mark. All right. So let's play a little game, Jeff. Um, I don't know if you've looked at this already, but let's see who who's has the better stats. Uh, let's go. Who scored the most runs, the Astros or the Dodgers? Uh, I would guess the Dodgers have scored more runs than the Astros. Er, the Astros, 248, the Dodgers, 243. All right. Who has the most hits, the Astros or the Dodgers? Uh, probably the Astros because the Dodgers uh, get a lot of walks and really rock the OBP. Yes. Uh, so the Astros have 440 and the Dodgers have 395. So, of course, the Dodgers have a slight lead in homers with 55 to 52. Um, total bases, who do you think has the most um, total bases? Uh, walks don't count on total bases, so I'll guess no. the Astros also. Yes. 
All right, yes, the uh, Dodgers are first in the league with walks with 209. That's amazing, by the way. Uh, so the Astros only have 150. Now, here we go. Uh, let's not use any type of analogy, but the Astros um, have the fewest strikeouts in the league with 325, and the Dodgers are uh, have the 11th most with 432 in the league. The Astros have the highest batting average, 270, and the, the Dodgers are 248 right now. And um, the Astros have the second highest OPS with 761. The Dodgers are close with 757. With that, um, the teams are very close offensively. But if you look at the pitching staff, the Dodgers is are a lot better. Uh, I, I would say that uh, if you look at the Dodgers pitching rotation, uh, it's definitely got, I mean, just looking at the top talent, it's definitely better than the Astros in the, uh, the grand scheme of things. But I'm not saying the Astros starting rotation is not great. But you definitely have some names there. Uh, Trevor Bauer. Um, how are you liking him? I know he's not very popular around these parts. Yeah, Trevor Bauer is, uh, uh, like I said earlier, he's a guy who, if he's on your team and you don't have biases against him, you're, you're going to root hard for him, you know. Uh, you know, I, I root for the name on the front of Trevor Bauer's jersey at least as much as the name on the back. And, uh, yeah, you know, he's pitching well for the Dodgers, so I like him. Um, I, I think, you know, without getting into too much of his personal drama, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of the concerns about Trevor Bauer personally have been overblown, uh, which I think applies to most people. Uh, and so, you know, I don't worry about that. I worry about what he does on the field. And, you know, he's donating a lot of money to charity too. He's giving away 10000 bucks every time he strikes out a batter. And so – you know, I, I have nothing, nothing bad to say about Trevor Bauer right now. Yeah, I think with I think with Trevor Bauer for us, it is how he um, has made it a point to go to go after or go directly at the Astros, trolling them last year with the trash can shoes. You know, you know, wearing the shirt, the whole cheater shirt, calling you know they're cheaters, they're hypocrites, all this stuff. And so, and so that's one of the things where. But Trevor Bauer comes across to me. Um, he reminds me of of people that I went to high school with. Like, like you you thought they were kind of cool, but they were always saying things to piss you off, and you had to learn how to interact with them because maybe you sat next to the guy in class, but you knew that if you if you caused a scene, that you would probably be the one to get in trouble. So you just kind of had to learn how to get along with them. And I think so that's the way people see him more of a, more of a kind of just, just kind of like a miserly, just, just naggy kind of guy, like just trying to get under your skin. How can he get you riled up? Um, you know, with this whole samurai celebration that he did recently on the mound. And it's just, I think the arrogance that he comes across, he's, he, I mean, he is very, he's a very smart guy, but I, I, I just think Astros fans, he's rubbed him the wrong way. And I think he continues to do it maybe because we talk about it. A lot. So it's just yeah. kind of like we, you know, he pokes a bear, we scream, yeah. he pokes there, a bear again. There's no maybe about that. Trevor Bauer likes to be the center of conversation. And when people are talking about him, he says, Ooh, I should do the same thing that made people talk about that. Uh, hey, Paul Valadez in the chat, let me just t recommend to you a book. It's called Stealing Home by Eric Nussbaum. It talks all about that, about how Dodger Stadium was built. And uh, it, uh, you can, 
read that and then you'll understand it a little bit better that the Dodgers didn't actually take that land. The city of LA had already taken it about seven years before the Dodgers moved to LA and the project that they were planning on doing there had already fallen through, but 98% of the residents of Chavez Ravine had already been kicked out long before the Dodgers even decided to move to LA. So, uh, you know, as much as I respect your uh, trash talk from 70 years ago, uh, you should probably get it accurate before you work on that one. <laughs> All right, so let's go look at the pitching matchups for this series. Uh, we already kind of talked about it's Clayton Kershaw, who has a 6-3 and three record with a 3.18 ERA versus Zach Greinke with a 4-1 and one record with a 3.77 ERA. I know Zach Greinke is a former Dodger. Uh, is, this, uh, is this a pretty... A good matchup, especially with uh, Grinky returning back to Dodgers. To, I mean, uh, to face the Dodgers. Yeah, you know, it's always fun when the Dodgers face Grinky. Uh, my wife actually jokingly said, "I don't, don't know who I'm going to root for because she loves Zach Grinky." Uh, but you know, she she got the right answer. She knows who she's rooting for. Um, Zach Grinky is a totally different pitcher than he was when he pitched for the Dodgers. He used to have a fastball, and uh, he's still a very good pitcher because he's very smart. Uh, has a lot of you know, he really has good command. Uh, manages his his stuff really well, but uh, you know, my the Dodgers faced Zach Greinke on opening day when he was with the D-backs a couple of years ago, and uh, they ended up hitting six home runs off of him, or no, four off of him, eight total in the game, knocked him out in the fourth inning or something. Uh, I I don't think Zach Greinke isn't intimidating anymore. He's still a very good pitcher, but he's not intimidating on the mound, and so it's really going to come down to the Dodgers being selective. You know. Granky has to get you chasing out of the zone to really be successful. And the Dodgers, like we said, they walk a lot. They most of the time are pretty good at making pitchers come into the zone. And so it's a decent matchup for the Dodgers. And hey, uh, Jeff, uh, where can uh, Paul Valadez uh, find you on Twitter so y'all can continue this conversation? Actually, yeah, I don't I, think I, actually, I already told him the name of the book. I, I'm done with the conversation. Read the book, <laughs> Stealing Home by Eric Newsbaum. Yeah, actually, I don't I don't think Paul's on Twitter anymore. I remember I think he I think he dropped off this year um from from Twitter. But you know, Clayton Kershaw is you know six and three. Um, he's pitching really good. I think his two of his last three starts, he hasn't been great. Grinky before his last couple starts had like three straight games with going four innings or less. Um, so these guys, I think when they're on, they're on. Um, the Astros, I think the key to this first game is to get to Kershaw early. And if you can get Kershaw early, if you, if the bullpen is as shaky as you say it is, that would be to the Astros advantage. Um, also, um, what kind of umpires are we going to have behind the plate? I don't, I don't know why it seems Bad so well. I mean, I don't, I don't, it's, I don't, it's I, baseball, Brent. Yeah. I mean, it's a issue. Well, no, I'm just, baseball. no, just, and and that's what I'm saying. This year it has become more and more of a thing. And so if Kershaw and Grinky aren't able to hit the corners or or just throw it a little bit outside, if if they're being squeezed or if they have strikes being called balls, it could be a long night for someone like Grinky. But I think Grinky's settled in pretty nicely, to be honest. Um, I think he's up for this matchup. Hopefully he takes advantage of some of your main guys not being in there. Um, but you know, we do have we do have Brantley, who has a 500 average. He only has two at-bats against Kershaw. Martin Maldonado hasn't gotten hit off of Alebnis Diaz. We don't have many guys um, right now that have a whole lot against Kershaw. Um, we don't have a lot of, you know, it, you know, outside of 2017, 2018. But how do you guys think this shapes up? Do you think this is a pitcher's duel? This is a low-scoring affair in the first game? I, I think it probably is. Uh, you know, bo both pitchers. Are good. They're both smart, and uh, you know, 
anytime you expect a pitcher's duel, it ends up 11 to eight. So, so who knows? We were expecting a pitcher's duel in game five of the 2017 world series and look how that turned out. Uh, But you know, yeah, chances are that both Granke and Kershaw are going to do a decent job of shutting the other offenses down. Yeah, so I, I think this is going to be an interesting series all around. So I know in game two, it's going to be the one everybody's going to be watching. Uh, Brett and I could be at that game, but Trevor Bauer, Bauer versus Luis Garcia. I know Luis Garcia hasn't had his best stuff, but he still has a 3.38 ERA on the season, two and three record. And Trevor Bauer, he, he's been looking pretty good for the Dodgers, I guess, with the five and two record, 1.98 ERA. Is he worth every little dollar the Dodgers gave him? Uh, yeah, I mean, $40 million is a lot of money, but it's also, you know, for actual value, it, it's not that much. And so Trevor Bauer has been really good. And there, there's no such thing as a bad one-year contract, you know. Bauer is technically three. It's really more like two because uh, there's no way he's going to opt out next year, but there's also no way he's not going to opt out the year after that. And so, you know, it's a two-year contract and the Dodgers print money, the Dodgers, uh, their TV deal, even if they never sold a ticket to a game, they get like 330 million bucks a year for their TV deal. So uh, it's not my money. And so, you know, I don't care. Uh, I I care how he pitches on the mound and, uh, you know, he's pitching really well. So, so I'm all in favor of it. I just hope that Alex Bregman gets two home runs off of Bauer just so we can have this whole, I don't know if you, uh, you probably don't know the backstory, but uh, like there's this whole, like, who's your daddy conversation going on behind uh, Trevor Bauer and uh, Alex Bregman. And uh, Bauer even made a whole bit, uh, like he had a bobblehead and he said, who's your daddy? Do you know who your daddy is or something like that? Um, I don't know if you remember that, Brett, but yeah, wait, you mean Tyler Bauer? Let's get it right. Tyler Bauer. Um, yeah, he actually, it's funny when he's in Houston, he like, he, he goes to Minute Maid Park and he takes pictures with like Minute Maid Park in the background. He's like, Hey, what's up Houston? I'm back. (laughs) Yeah. And so he's, he's the ultimate troll there. Um, so, you know, him and Bregman do, do have a rivalry. They, they do, um, tr- when they're in Houston, they have trained at the same facility. They faced each other in the cage and things like that. And I remember those videos from, um, from a couple years ago. I really hope that we take it to Bauer because of all the talk that he has, all the, all the smack talk that he's brought. Um, I personally, um, as a coach, um, I like to see athletes talk big and then get knocked down a notch because I think that's good. I think that's good for the player because pride always comes before the fall. So Trevor Tyler Bauer is definitely the bad guy in the story here um, where the, you know, we are, we, I mean, it, it, if he's a hero, he's a, he's a dark knight at best. But um, I would say that the Astros have to do their job and get him knocked out early as well because he has been on his game. All right. So Jeff, do you have any final thoughts before we close out this podcast? Uh, 154 is uh, Alex Bregman's batting average against Trevor Bauer in his career. So, you know, it, it's a, uh, oh, you had to look at that. Okay. I, I did look it up, you know, zero home runs. So yeah, he might get his first two homers. My, his first two, Oh, his two hits are doubles. So he's got a, uh, a 308 slugging percentage. So that's not bad. Um, <laughs> sorry. That is bad. I, I got the, got those mixed up. Uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and defend Trevor Bauer for anything. You know, I, like I said, I root for Trevor Bauer because he's a Dodger. Um, uh, I, you know, if I thought he was really doing bad stuff, I wouldn't even root for him then. Uh, I think he's just kind of obnoxious guy who, you know, it is what it is. So whatever. 
Um, I, I don't even mind calling him Tyler. I think I've actually called him Tyler on our podcast, not because of Bregman, just because I couldn't remember his name back before the Dodgers <laughs> signed him. So, you know, it's uh, th- this Dodgers Astros thing. It's fun. It's it's not a real rivalry. Like the Dodgers and Astros were more rivals back when they were actually in the same division. These days, it's just they played each other in a World Series four years ago. One of the teams cheated and won the World Series. Uh, I didn't say cheated to win the World Series. You know, maybe they would have won it anyway. They cheated and they won the World Series. And, uh, you know, that's uh, it is what it is. And so I I think it's mostly the fans at this point. Uh, My friend Mike, Michael Whitman, pointed out on Twitter, there's only five Dodgers on the current active roster and five Astros on the current active roster who are even in the 2017 World Series. The Dodgers is just Justin Turner, Austin Barnes, Chris Taylor, Kenley Jansen, and Clayton Kershaw. And for the Astros, it's just Guriel, Bregman, Altuve, Correa, and McCullers. And so really, this is mostly the fans right now. And we can see it in the chat right here. You know, <laughs> you, you guys' fans are fired up, you know, and, and and I respect that. That's great. You know, personally, if I found out, like, if these accusations against the Dodgers are proven and I find out the Dodgers actually cheated, I would be disappointed. And I don't think I would respond the way that some Astros fans have. But I also know everybody deals with things differently, and that's okay. Uh, and so, you know, that that whole thing, the Astros, everybody did it. That it's just a conspiracy against the Astros. I don't buy it. Uh, but, you know, uh, I did see somebody tell me that if he debated me, I wouldn't know what to say. So uh, uh, I'll just shut up now and just assume that that guy shut me up. All right. Thanks to Eric and Brett for hosting Jeff on the Locked On Astros podcast. Yeah, this is the Locked On Dodgers podcast. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vince Samperio. If you want to call and leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text, you can do so at 323-863-5625. Or you can send us an email at LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us when you get in your car or if you're at home. Set your smart device to play a podcast, Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. Today on the Locked on Today podcast, the Milwaukee Bucks left nothing to question on Monday night. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked on Today podcast. Follow the Locked on Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. D. I say D-O. D-O-D-G-E-R-S The team that's all heart, all heart and all thumbs They're my Los Angeles, your Los Angeles Our Los Angeles Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.